0: We just want to party.
1: I want video. We need video. Why don't you want to record video? Come on. What's wrong with you? We need video. And I always say, yeah, next week, next week, next week. I know. And then this week, I set it up to record video. And you say, no video.
0: (laughs) No video. I'm not ready.
1: I don't even know what you do with the video. I don't know. I know what you say you would do with the video. But would you actually follow through with that? What do you mean? You would take the raw video of well, our full recording and chop it up into bits. You'd sync it because it would be two different files and you'd export it in some kind of video editing software.
0: Well, uh, I can do all those things. <laughs> I. Um, but would you? I would try.
1: So you say. I mean, look, yeah. we will yeah. We will record video in the future. Yeah. We will see what you do. And I will say, I told you so. Okay. I'm not above it. When you don't do anything with it, You're I'll so say. You're so mean. I told you so.
0: Why don't you, why aren't you supportive?
1: <laughs> I'm realistic about these things. Yeah,
0: but I'm your friend.
1: <laughs> yeah. Friends should speak honestly and openly well, to one another.
0: Yeah. Uh, okay, yeah. openly and honestly doesn't mean cruel.
1: Do you think that's cruel? Well, that like, cruel <laughs> I don't it. think
0: you can do it. You're, because what it feels like you're saying is...
1: That is not... I didn't say that. You didn't have the capability of doing it. The drive is what I was attacking. I, because I wouldn't look. It's, it's nothing... It's not like I'm saying, oh, I'm so motivated. Yeah. I'd do it. My thought is Fuck social media. It's a lot of fucking work to upkeep. Cutting these videos up is a decent. Amount I wouldn't of work. do like I, I wouldn't do, do all
0: the entire thing. I would find like a little highlight and put it up. But you're right. And it I is a lot of work. To,
1: yeah, and you still have to edit that. Yeah. So again, I there's nothing cruel about what I said. I it's I'm not positioning myself. As you could be encouraging. You can do it. <laughs> Can create a poster. You can with do go it. Go autumn, go autumn, go. Hang
0: in there, baby.
1: <laughs> Last time I created a poster was when I went to a WCW event.
0: Nice. What did it say? John three sixteen.
1: No, I know there were plenty that had like Austin three sixteen.
0: I don't understand what it means.
1: I'm not well versed enough in the Bible to really speak to it.
0: But why did it start? It's, I don't get it.
1: I wish I could tell you the backstory of Austin 360. I thought
0: you would know since you were so into wrestling. It
1: was a weird time. Yeah. Meaning it was the Monday Night Wars and some people would watch both Raw and Nitro.
0: (laughs) Oh, I didn't know there was a difference.
1: Yeah, one was WWF at the time and then the other was WCW, Nitro. Oh. And I, I followed WWF a bit. Obviously, there was Degeneration De- De- X with the fake Rage Against the Machine theme song. Right. Hell yeah. Shawn Michaels, Triple H. The Crutch Chop was created by the <laughs> NWO, but then they made theirs an X. And I remember Stone Cold stunning Santa Claus in the ring. What does that mean? And this was also it was his finishing move, the Stone Cold Stunner. Oh. And Santa was in the ring, and Austin came in and put this move on them and basically destroyed Santa Claus and the crowd ate it up and this was also the time when they call it the attitude era like women were in the ring scantily clad and their clothes would accidentally get ripped off yeah China was there but you had people like Trish Stratus and who's the one who was with George Clooney for a while oh I have no idea what her name is but their clothes would accidentally come off. Oh, oops. It was like oops, there's some boobs. So this was a totally different
0: period. Isn't it of weird that that but... doesn't like that's not exciting for women if it were reversed like, ooh, a ball popped out. Oh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We have we've I've thought about this often. That dudes are idiots when it comes to that. They think I'll send a dick pic, she'll love it. <laughs>
0: Yeah, don't send me a dick pic, ever. I don't, think,
1: I don't think she will. I don't think she'll be into that so much. I mean, maybe if you're in a relationship and, you know, I, I can understand with context and the feelings for the person, there could be a place and time for it. But dudes who send them unsolicited.
0: Well, that especially. I mean, that's just rude. But also, uh, I think a woman would much rather see, like, the outline of a dick in pants, like in some sweatpants. Versus the actual dick. You know what I mean? Like women are, it's like, I really liked soft core porn when I was much younger, you know? Because it was like everything I needed without the aggressiveness, you know, of like actual meat. (laughs) Yeah. Just easier to digest, you know?
1: Well, it feels like any dude who actually sends a dick pic, it's either giggled at. Oh, yeah. Or the woman is disgusted by it. I don't feel as though. Not again, giggled,
0: laughed at. Yeah. Giggle implies like kind of cute or I'm embarrassed I don't that know, I like cute. this. To me, it, you know? to me,
1: it's demeaning. The last thing I would want someone to do is like giggle.
0: Oh, but you could, it could be like a, Like, he sent it. Oh, look, it's so big. (laughs) You know, instead of like, look at this fucking idiot. I'm going to show it. I'm going to text it to all my girlfriends right now.
1: (laughs) Yeah. This idea that dudes have, well, if a woman sent me a nude pic unsolicited, I'd love it. The inability to understand that it doesn't go both ways. I don't know why they can't grasp it.
0: Because so many men are so self-absorbed and have like no or either are too lazy or just haven't thought of it to consider that a woman is different than them. (laughs) And like, well, if I was, if I was making those sounds, I would want it harder and faster. It's like, no, 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 keep going. Yes. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) I know better.
1: (laughs) I know better than you do what you like. It's like dudes who get offended if, uh, well, one, if a woman does tell them to do something a different way, like, what or if they ask to bring in a vibrator yeah, or something, yeah. I'm not good and Who fucking gives a shit? They're getting off at the end of the day and they enjoyed it. That's all good for you. Well,
0: it, it, I know. So like I, I'm, I always say, I'm listening to old love lines on uh, like classic love lines. They're from the, either the 90s or like the early 2000s.
1: I know. And I'm always saying you're right wing right alt-right listening to corolla and
0: dr drew. dr drew yeah um there are people men and women that call in um and sometimes they're way too old to be thinking this way or maybe it was just a sign of the times that they would say like i can achieve orgasm uh during foreplay but during sex i can't I'm like what's wrong with me like how can i make this happen Um, and first of all, they have to tell them that it's normal and that a very small percentage of women can have an orgasm straight from vaginal sex and then, uh, you know, bring in a toy or something like, what? I don't know if it's embarrassing or when you're in your thirties, I mean, I understand when you're young, you know, people call these things and they're kids, you know? and or or like early 20s and they're just they just don't know you know but when you're way more mature I don't understand like what are you talking about how do you not know that so many women don't have se- don't have orgasms that way it's like what's wrong with me it's all oh a lot of women are what's wrong with me like he can't come what's wrong with me like are you fucking nuts it has nothing to do with you
1: Women run with that, though. Look, there's times when the pressure is mounting or there's a distraction and it's like, ah, I've lost it. You know, it's gone. The boner has gone. I don't know what to do now. Uh, And I feel as though women take that very personally. It's like, this is my thing. Yeah. Nothing to do with you. And I get it. It's like, well, I'm naked in front of you. This isn't why. isn't? And you're a man. You're supposed to be just
0: an animal who would fuck a hole (laughs) in the ground.
1: It's like, well, I'm sorry he, listening to those children play in the backyard it's going to take me out of it.
0: Is that a real but story you really, that you've heard children playing and you're like, Ugh.
1: It, I mean, look, there's many things that go into it. Some days that wouldn't be an issue. Other right. days it certainly could be. It depends on mindset, mood, You know, there's times that there's been pressure. It's like, I'm just feeling pressure. I've got to do this now and then. It's like, uh, well, I've talked myself out of it. Once you cross a certain yeah. threshold, it's like, you're not getting back. You got to take a break. It's like, look, let's just reconvene yeah. in like 30 minutes <laughs> because right now I have, I've crossed that line and uh, my brain is in a different mm-hmm. spot and now it's, I'm just trying way too hard. And people will take that personally. On the flip side, I guess because women can't necessarily have that same problem, I mean there there's the uh, equivalent is what it's like I'm just not
0: Women have that problem uh, constantly and that's why they fake orgasms.
1: No no, I know that, but I'm saying uh, a whim- a woman can still go th- like a a guy who's oh, having issues can't have right, sex. A woman who's maybe having issues, you know, maybe it's not uh, there's not enough lubrication or something. It's like, well, we're still going to go through with this. The guy can just push through. I'm not saying that they should if the woman says no, but I'm saying that I feel like a lot well, of women, and women
0: won't will not speak up, still say, okay. And say like, you know, I'm just not into this. Let so me the just equivalent finish you off. Instead, like I'm just going to fake it and you'll pretend. We'll all pretend.
1: <laughs> the equivalent is something I feel like is, well, I'm not really, you know, it's not enough lubrication. So like, oh, God, we'll fix that. So sex can still happen. So a dude's not really yeah. faced with an instance of a woman not physically being able to have sex so I I, you know it it is all placed on themselves in that what we were talking about earlier well if I can't get her off just myself and we need additional help then there's something wrong with me and I'm not a man and she's gonna go and she's like a slut at me she's gonna well yes there's that demeaning of women when a dude doesn't feel good well she's a fuck
0: yeah she brought a vibrator that fucking slut
1: (laughs) (laughs) but this idea that's like oh well she'll go tell everyone and maybe look maybe if something really embarrassing happens uh she will go run and tell you can speak to this more than i can but i feel like a woman would be more inclined to go make fun of a dude who just pounded at home than one who took the time to get her off in ways that didn't include ramrod. oh hell yeah so why, why this exists with guys?
0: Because they, so ugh, I hate, I, I really dislike how I talk about uh, when I say men as an umbrella term for men, you know, because I do know so many men that <laughs> aren't necessarily the way I speak about men, you know, but I mean, I'll,
1: there's a higher percentage that are like this. Yeah,
0: it, I guess I, I, I don't really curate friendships with men who I would be talking about like that, but I am referring to men that I know when I say stuff about men that are, that are shitty. And I, I don't like that because it would be the same way. I think about the same way. Like we've, we really leaned into this misandrist sort of mindset and how it's okay where if men were speaking the same way about women, which they have in the past and still do, but to a lesser extent, um, you know that's really fucked up and not okay. But we're all talking, we're all shitting on men all the time about them being s- not as smart and not as capable and like little babies. And I don't know if it's I don't know if it's really a good thing ultimately.
1: You can make the argument; it's never a good thing to mass label groups of people since there are intricacies and nuances and totally different personality types within there. But you can draw some basic conclusions that rest on higher percentages.
0: True. I mean to me, I don't necessarily prejudge someone just based on them being a man, let's say, but when they behave a certain way, I'm like fuck, because they're fucking man. (laughs) You know, it's the same thing I feel about like boomers. I don't judge every boomer, and I don't expect every boomer to be, um. you know, little babies. But then when they act like that, I'm like, because they're fucking boomers, you know?
1: <laughs> I judge them all. They ate up all the resources. They took all the money. They got the positions of power and won't give them up. I blame them all for everything.
0: Well, the individually, I, I would, but not
1: everybody. <laughs> <laughs> the last... The last generation to do better than their parents. Now God, we're on could the could they all side. just get
0: out of politics? Could you please just, everybody take a step down so we get some no. new blood? As- this
1: is the, there was an article, a, a profile on Mitt Romney's time in the mm-hmm. Senate. It was The Atlantic, I think. And it's pretty fucked up. As I'm reading this, I'm thinking about how Mitt Romney took it seriously. Well, they're making the case. I'm not thinking about it, but I'm thinking about the fact that he took it seriously before he would say things, before he would vote on things, any decisions. He would take notes and weigh options. And to him, having that power was something that was uh, to be respected. It's like, wow, I'm in this spot and I need to take this seriously. And just clear as day, spelled out that nobody else, very few people, not nobody, but very few people approach it the same way. They do not give a shit. It is all about their celebrity and the power and the money, which is to, of, of no surprise. And as I'm reading this, I'm thinking like, my God, fucking Mitt Romney is like the beacon <laughs> of ethics at this point. It's like, what? not that he was ever a bad guy. But, no, but if you disagree you know, with him politically, go
0: after... <laughs> you know.
1: Yeah, it's like politically, I, I don't necessarily agree with him on a lot of things, but I can appreciate the fact that he drew those conclusions after thought. Right. And.
0: Absolutely. That's respectful. That's a, res- you know, you respect the position, you respect your position of power. And even if I disagree with you, I'll fight for your right to say, you know, whatever, you know, like if, I'll defend it because at least well, one he's of the things, doing something that he believes in.
1: One of the things he said was maybe, yeah you know, it's important for people to step aside I saw at that. some point as they age. Yeah. <laughs> it's like just, Look, we're getting older. It is time to step aside. Why don't more people? But why doesn't Mitch McConnell, who is obviously having mental issues, step aside? Uh, yeah. You can make the same argument about Biden. Absolutely. I know that you don't know what the actual state of his mind is. It is hard to tell. People get older, they get slower. Doesn't mean necessarily that they're not sharp. But the way he speaks, you can say that, oh, well, it's the stutter. But it's again, like, eh, no, no, it's, it's more than the stutter. stutter. He's losing his train of thought. I know there's just always these excuses in place, but boiling it down to Biden, if I were Biden, I may think, you know, I am pretty old and am I really best suited for this job? I got to do it for four years. That's cool. Maybe I should step aside. There's just
0: so much to be said for being out of touch when you're supposed to represent the people. And when you've ascended into power, I mean, there's already going to be a loss of touch, you know, uh, connection with the daily lives of people once you're, you've, like I said, ascended to this powerful position. But then once you've been in politics for so long, you're even more removed, not just from the day-to-day life of people, but how people function in the world with technology changing, not understanding how... You know, people have changed in how they think or how they behave. And so what they have to do is rely on the people around them who are just going to manipulate, possibly, right? To say, well, this tests well, you know, or um, this is what the kids are saying, you know, which is done by, I don't know, maybe like like an inauthentic way of finding out what's going on with actual people.
1: You're right. We need a TikTok star president. Yeah. That's what we need. Someone who's in hey tune.
0: Hey, Hey, sisters.
1: I can't wait for that day. It'll happen at some point. I know, point. yossifying oh the government.
0: Let's go, bitch. That's disgusting. Let's yes, and
1: any any president has people around them who are pushing their own agendas. The idea is, oh, we're all aligned, though, so yeah. it's okay because we all believe in the same things. But someone like Biden, surely you can get away with more because he probably is leaning on these people. Much more than presidents previously have. Well, I know, like, wasn't there his... some
0: video of George Bush, the the old, the senior one, that, like, he couldn't, he was really confused at, like, the grocery store? Or maybe that was just normal. I can't remember. It was, like, the scanner, at, which I guess had been around for a really long time at the time, and he was really confused by it, It's because he hadn't been in a grocery store in a billion years.
1: <laughs> Supermarket scanner moment. It's a political gaffe in which a politician is portrayed as elite and out of touch with everyday affairs. George H.W. Bush was amazed by the barcode. Which one it, is that the older one or the younger? H.W. H- H- okay, is the good, older. Okay. Herbert <laughs> Hebert. <laughs> Hebert. Hebert. Hebert Walker. A Bear. Ubear. A Bear Walker. yeah, he was amazed with the barcode scanner. Right,
0: but how long had it been around <laughs> at the time?
1: <laughs> probably for quite a while it's like going uh, and seeing the credit card, you can tap now yeah. what happened to the old clunky machine with the carbon paper <laughs> right wow
0: the chunk to chunk
1: yeah no clue that there was a world in between where you had to swipe and then you had to use the chip we were always behind in that too when i was yeah. in london the people would get annoyed like ah oh, american card you have to swipe and you have to sign which the signing is ridiculous. Nobody it's not a security. And measure. It sure isn't. Nobody's <laughs> comparing it. And people don't even sign it with their real signatures half the time. They just scribble. I used something. to draw a cat. It's yeah, it's dumb. It's outdated. Yeah. And I, I feel like there are fewer places that actually actually require that still. But once we actually moved to the chip here and we went back to London, I was excited. I said, I got my chip right. card. They're gonna be this is gonna be amazing gonna because they were right using in. the chip at the time. And they were already tapping, and like, oh my god, a chip card, <laughs> and you have to sign. It was still the signing exists. Ever
0: since you talked about that, I really embraced the tapping. So now, not only do I always tap, but I use my Apple thing, like I double click on my little side button and use my phone. I yeah. feel, I feel even cooler.
1: I, I do too. I hate. I don't feel cooler. Oh. I'm like, I I'm say so I far the,
0: in the, I'm living in the future. I'm embarrassed.
1: No, I'm embarrassed to have to use the phone because it just ties you to the phone. Another thing that ties you to the oh, phone. Oh, I just think it's, I feel like, like it's never, so
0: futuristic and cool. I do it.
1: You're never going to get rid of it. I mean, I guess it'll integrate into your palm.
0: <laughs> right. My thumb.
1: We're already, the, the Whole Foods or something, you can use your palm. How? They scan it and they've got it in the system and you tie your payment to that. And then when you check out, you just, Scan your hand. It's not at every Whole Foods, but it's something that they are testing. And, I'll never know, you know because I never Apple.
0: go to Whole Foods.
1: They pay with their Apple Watch. I'm going to tap my watch. Well, that seems really I... like
0: Star Trekky to me.
1: It's the same, obviously. The same. Technology oh, I know, but for phone, some reason, it yes. being
0: small and on your wrist versus like a phone still feels like you're taking something out to use purposefully to pay for something where it being on your wrist just feels like bloop, feels like star trek
1: we'll get the face scanning just like delta does on some flights don't you don't even need your boarding pass just walk up the camera knows who you are i like that i like it to an extent it is look, it, it's convenient when you're entering the i think atlanta actually has this or at least tested it out if you're flying delta and when you're entering security, it will also scan your face and there's a board above hanging from the ceiling that you can only see from a specific angle. So even a person like a step behind, you can't read it kind of like the stop lights, oh, that have the yeah. weird things where you, if you're off to the side, you can't see what uh-huh. color it is for whatever reason. So you don't jump the gun or I don't know, I'm sure there's a reason that exists, but reading your face, it'll tell you where your gate is. So you're walking into security. And read your face, and you can glance up, and it'll have your name, and tell you it'll tell you what gate to go oh. to, and other people can't see it. I haven't seen that. It's just, it's just, this all lived somewhere. But at this point, it, like, it's already out. My face is in databases, so because of that, may as well embrace it. I'm not putting the cat back into the can. I know it's bag. I confused worms and cat and the bag <laughs> on purpose because I thought it would be funny.
0: <laughs> I'm not putting the Rocks back the in worms. the bush
1: from my fist. <laughs> I mean, Madison Square Garden is employing that technology where lawyers who work for firms that are somehow tied up in lawsuits with the company and the owner of Madison Square Garden are rejected from coming in.
0: Whoa. They're
1: They're like, no, nope, you're not allowed in. There's a policy that, uh, you know, you're involved in a case. Against us. And I guess legally, that is some kind of conflict. <laughs> the person shouldn't be consuming the products of the company that they're tied up in a lawsuit. I don't, it feels illegal, but it's happening and it's been up- upheld at least. To well, I saw
0: point. on Reddit um, <clears throat> about people stealing at self checkout and how, you know, obviously so many people do it. And there was a lawyer that said that they represent a bunch of people that. Um, We're stealing from, you know, like targets or grocery stores and AI was using technology to remember their faces and um, uh, tallying up how much they've stolen over time. And once it, it, yeah, yeah, once it raises to a certain amount, then they uh, prosecute
1: the felony amount. Target apparently does it
0: five hundred.
1: I feel like it's 600 Because I'm just
0: trying to add up my own stealing. <laughs> <laughs> you should
1: be careful. It's naive to think that people don't know, like even people at the store yeah. don't know that this is going on. They've known, I think, a lot of places they don't care.
0: Well, the employees can't they're do anything. grocery store. If they see it.
1: I guess if they see it, they can come up and confront you, but if you challenge them, they're not going to do it. Like, yeah. okay. They have to have proof. They sh- they're, they're not being asked to put their lives on the line to save some product for a corporation. But people are really leaning into that these days. That's why they just walk out blatantly. They go yeah. into a Rite Aid blatantly with a bag and throw a bunch of shit in it and look at the employees and say, what are you yeah, going to do? Nothing. They know and they just walk out.
0: That shouldn't be allowed.
1: It, there was a target in upper Manhattan. That just shut down because there was so much theft. That like type of theft where theft
0: people just walk in and take it and leave?
1: Yeah. They said, we're done. We're shutting this store down. It's not worth it. And now when you go, it's all locked up. If you want deodorant, if you want laundry detergent, you have to press the button and wait for someone to come over to unlock the case mm. for you. At that point, I guess you could still just walk out with it. They're not going to stop you. Right. But I guess the idea is you're not grabbing a bunch you're not filling a bag and then going and selling it on the lower east side for you know three dollars meaning the laundry detergent or a dollar sure, sure deodorant and this just drives people to amazon I, I i just bought toothpaste on amazon because i went to the store and it was locked up also the price like one tube of fucking toothpaste is six dollars 650 on amazon you get three for the same mm-hmm. price and it comes in the next day and you give Bezos more money and you hate yourself as that guy reaps all the fucking benefits and as local communities are destroyed because brick-and-mortar stores are closing up because of theft and high prices. It's like, well, the they're not. No, so mom-and-pop places aren't being future. closed
0: because of theft and high prices. They're being closed because of big stores. And rent. Right. Oh, my God. The cost. Of- um. Did you listen to the person on the radio show that we're on that talks about finance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You don't need to dance around the issue. The Von Hessler doctrine. And I didn't listen. I didn't listen. Wes Moss, you're talking about ice. He's
0: talking. He keeps saying like everything by the numbers is better. Things are improving.
1: Maybe he's right, but also perception is reality.
0: Are you fucking nuts? People's salaries, like every, every company is pleading poverty, uh, you know, crying poverty to uh, people who are asking for cost of living raises. And then rent is skyrocketing. No one can afford it. Like talking about like, well, the, 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 whatever the percentages, the, what is it called? The interest rates are going down. So people are just going to be able to afford. No, they're not. Nobody can save up enough money for a down payment. Because down payments are insane. Like this old standard of how much you have to put down, 20% on a house.
1: Well, you could take out the loan. You could take out the 20% loan and then have two loans, a
0: mortgage. <laughs> yeah, a okay.
1: 20% loan. <laughs> which I sadly did back in two thousand. I don't think they well, allow you
0: to do that anymore.
1: Not in two thousand eight. That was when it all collapsed. Right before collapsed. that, I did it in two thousand five. Yeah. The interest only eighty twenty, no money down. Yeah, sounds like a great deal.
0: You can't do that. I now. always you say still have to like like three percent. I think is the minimum, and people hate it. And it like has to come with like special loans. You know, they FHA whatever the fuck. Well,
1: you were you were looking at yeah. buying more recently than I was, so you know, I always say with that though, I chose to do it ultimately, so it is on me. It's shitty they were offering right. it to so many people because it is preying on people have the American dream. The idea is home ownership. It's also uh, the way people in the past, at least historically, built their wealth. You invest in the home. The home gains value. Yes, you're putting money towards it, but it's really just like moving. People know how it works.
0: Well, yeah, and and I love the idea of like, you own it. You own the home. No, you fucking don't. You don't own shit. At some some point, at some point, 30 years from now,
1: Yes, but that's at least you're working, and towards you can borrow against it, it too. At least you're working towards owning it. Where in renting, you're never going to own it. So yes, I I agree with what you're saying. You don't own it. at the I just don't like the the time. attitude about
0: it, where it's like, I own my home.
1: It's like well, the moment you miss a few payments, now yeah, you're comes dead. Takes it back.
0: What about all the money you put in? It's our home. Eh, that's
1: it? It's our home right. actually, and you are. Giving us the money
0: until you're not. That's right. You don't shit.
1: Onto the street. But eventually at some point you would own it. With the interest only, it ballooned. It was a balloon payment after 10 years, meaning I owed all the principal after 10 years and I had paid down 0% (laughs) of it because all the money was going to interest. Look, my idea with that house in Cabbage Town was to Mm -hmm. sell it. I wanted to move to New York. I was like, I'll buy when this. When you
0: first bought it, that was your plan?
1: Huh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I I wanted to move to New York since like 2002. Mm-hmm. But I got the radio job, 99X. And, you know, it was like, wow, this is a good job. It's hard to get this kind of job. Uh, so it just kind of delayed right. everything. But the plan was to, look, I didn't do any research into the market. I'm sure just looking into things, I'm sure there were plenty of people who knew that it's like, oh, these mortgages are shady. Was there how much, you know, information was there that everything was going to collapse in two thousand five, meaning in two thousand eight? How much information in two thousand five existed with signs pointing to a uh, collapse in the future? I don't know. There's gotta be something, but maybe there wasn't. It was There's a lot of people taking um,
0: advantage of something. Yes. And I don't mean as in like but in a sinister way. They're just taking advantage of this opportunity or this thing that's happening. So we're gonna take advantage. Everyone's gonna make money. Or everyone's gonna get the thing that they want until it all fell apart.
1: I realized what I was signing was shit. You did? But again, the Yeah, I was like this is ridiculous. One, I shouldn't even be getting this mortgage because <laughs> I'm making thirty eight. But then it's like, well, well they're here. gonna
0: give it to me, so I'm gonna take it. You know?
1: The house was $192,500, which in Cabbage Town now, God knows what it's worth. It obviously was old. and needed some work, but it was on Carroll Street, one of the town townhomes. Uh, I think there's enough demand for it. Sure, some people don't want to live on the main commercial street, but there's enough people who do. Yeah. And my idea was, okay, that's a pretty good price. I know this neighborhood is... Uh, getting hot or whatever the fuck you want to say <laughs> up and coming i'll live here for I'll, I'll live here for a few years and i'll sell the house and move to new york in january no if i can not get my months december of 2007 and then everything collapsed like right after that and i couldn't sell the house so then i just held on to it and then the values plummeted and it's kind of pointless it's like now i have this thing and my plan fell apart and I shouldn't even try to sell it. That's what was pointless is trying to sell it. So then I just rented it for what I paid on the mortgage. And uh, eventually when that balloon payment came due instead of refinancing, because I was freelancing and not making much money and nobody would have given me a new mortgage. I sold it to a friend who now reaps all the benefits. Was it
0: 205?
1: A, no, It was 223. Oh, 223. 223 Carroll Street. Why are you going to look up the value? Yeah, it's all now? like. Tell me what it's worth. Yeah. 600000 500000
0: mm. Well, hold on. 223. Where are you?
1: Nothing like searching in the middle <laughs> of the show. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh,
0: 224? Two, 223. Four. Two, two, no, two, 453,600.
1: It's eh, maybe not as much as I thought, still. but still compared to 192.
0: Yeah, it's a lot. When was it sold?
1: Yeah. I sold it almost 10 years ago. But already. somebody 2014. else. Oh. No, she's still living there. Hmm. She still lives Damn. there. And there was some program where if you're a first time home buyer and you're buying in Cabbage Town, the city gave you like $60,000. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Because I, I ended up selling it for only
0: 197
1: mm-hmm. Damn. So, yeah, it's, I mean, good for her.
0: No, 20... Wait, hold on. Good for her. She tried to sell it... Okay, so you sold it for 192
1: No, I sold it for like 197 Okay,
0: because it says uh, in 2005, sold for 192
1: Yeah, that's when I bought it.
0: Oh, and then 2010... I tried to sell it. Okay, for 219
1: Yeah, I was asking. They're like, the, even the realtor's like, no. I was like, yes, <laughs> I think so.
0: Okay, and then 2014, It says it sold.
1: Yeah, maybe it was 195 I don't remember. I thought it was 197 Well, there you go. <laughs> Doesn't matter at curious. that point. Yeah, 2014.
0: Yeah, but now the Zestimate on Zillow is four fifty three the- and a half.
1: There was one point when some people came to look at the house when it was for sale and I happened to be in town and I met them. And I walked around and we went to the back deck, which if you remember that house, there was. I don't think
0: I ever went inside it.
1: Well, the parking was behind. There was like a, a unofficial street behind all those houses and every house had their parking back there. It wasn't paved. It yeah. was rocks. <laughs> it, was, it was nice gravel, though, if I remember. Yeah, little pebbles. I mean, maybe. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> and we're standing out there. And then, like, the neighbor comes up. He's like, be careful. There's been break-ins <gasps> cars back here. I was like, oh, thanks. Oh,
0: my God. Fuck thanks. Fuck you, dude.
1: Fucking idiot. I mean, I guess he didn't know, and he was trying to be nice. but.
0: Yeah, but he could tell, like, there's heard. some strangers.
1: Never heard from those people yeah, again. And the truth, the truth is, uh, my roommate at the time, her friend was coming to stay with us for two weeks as she was in between apartments. Uh-huh. And she was unloading a few things into the house. I was at work at 99X uh, working the night shift, and I got a call. One, she left the keys in this Ford F-150 she had, uh-huh. but as she was loading things into the house, somebody jumped <laughs> into the car and stole Whoa!
0: it. Whoa! So she was only Just gone from the, the car chart. for, like, moments?
1: I mean, I guess they, someone was probably, who knows the way it went yeah. down. Were they sitting there watching seeing them go back and forth? But yes, they went in the yeah. house to bring some things in and the person sprinted in and stole the car.
0: These single family homes in Crofton are like 500,000 plus. This one's a five yeah. bedroom. It's a standalone. It's $828,000.
1: You're never going to afford that. No one's affording anything. I can't afford shit. No one is going to afford anything. And I
0: really don't care necessarily. Like the only thing that I think about uh, is having an extra bedroom for uh, the kids. Because we're in a two bedroom. And eventually they're going to need some more space between each other. Especially when they're like teenagers or something. And then also now that I have baby, um, he loves running outside and not being on a leash and I would love to just let him fuck around outside and run but can't do that here
1: you, no you cannot do that I do
0: let him sometimes he, he comes back you'll be fine for that find me I don't give a shit
1: <laughs> I'm looking at my neighbor's house the one that was attached now this is really devolved into a boring show I'm looking at Zillow
0: <laughs> call in Were where do you to live we'll it? look you up
1: did they sell it? I can't
0: see. There's townhomes here that are like three in the threes, but they're still just fuck you. What's twenty percent of three hundred fifty? Seventy. Well, 20%, you
1: know, 20% 000, twenty percent and twenty percent of a hundred thousand, twenty thousand. So sixty thousand for three hundred thousand. Yeah,
0: seventy. So what does that mean? I have to. You need a down payment of seventy thousand dollars. Is that what they're saying? Holy yes. fuck. That is impossible. Who has 70K? And
1: then you gotta factor in the insurance and you have to factor in the tax. Oh my god, and if and I if can't afford a, a standalone, so yeah, that's
0: the HOA that does fucking shit, except bark at you because, you know, you left a ball on your stoop.
1: <laughs> hey, some people get power. Some plebs who are so desperate for power get it through the homeowners yeah. association. They finally get to a spot where they can enact their will on other people and they skim the money off the top
0: i mean even if you bought this house six hundred and sixty thousand dollars it's four thousand dollars a month i don't i guess okay listen i could be pushed to be able to spend two thousand dollars a month so then if i had a partner and they could also afford 2k then okay i guess we could make this happen
1: Yes, you need dual income, but the days of, you know, easily right. paying for a home in a place like Crofton, Maryland, yeah. I'm not saying it's a no, shit I know. by any means. It's, nice. Yeah, it's a nice uh-huh. suburb, but the <laughs> fact that home ownership across the board, I feel like we did a show on this not too long ago, but uh, it seems inaccessible, but obviously there are people paying right. it. So I don't, if people weren't paying it, the prices would come down. Sure, there's some asshole landlords who uh, or homeowners who won't budge. Like, nope, that's my price, and they wouldn't bring it down. But they'd probably just remove it from the market at that point and sit and wait. But there are people who need to sell houses, and if they weren't getting what they were asking, then the price would come down, and it's not. So despite every single person that you talk to saying, I don't know how anyone affords anything, somewhere out there, there are people who are paying it there are assholes who like here in new york not even just buying renting especially after right. covid settled yeah. down and people came back to the city after they fled it like fucking dicks <laughs> who shouldn't be allowed back into the Coward city dicks. but then they came then they came back with a vengeance and bidding wars for fucking rentals you, you apply you get the a message from the realtor, you're one of the top two applicants. Now give us your biggest and best <laughs> offer. And the three times that happened to me, I said, no, the offer I give you is the offer that was yeah. listed. And I knew I would lose the apartment at that point, but fuck them. I'm not playing that game. Some idiot on the other side surely did play that game. And then they got to the point where they proactively did it. They would show up to showings and say, I'll give you $600 more a month. Tell the landlord that. Oh. Before they even applied. Fuck you. Even even if you have the money. Is that a wise way to spend the money? On an apartment that was listed at $2,700 a month. You're offering $3,500. You're driving up the whole fucking market. Because you're so desperate to get the apartment. And you have the means to do it. Instead of looking at maybe what the smart thing to do is. And saying, you know what? I don't. This isn't worth all this money. But people are so fucking stupid. I got got to be the one. Yeah, they kind of want to win. And
0: then you do kind of, you know, once you look at a place and you kind of you want it to be yours so badly, it is it does. It's more about winning at that point than like finding the right place that includes the metric of how much it costs.
1: (laughs) You jump to the yes, you see a place you like and you automatically envision yourself living there. It's the same thing when you buy a lottery ticket. Yeah. You know you're probably not gonna win, but you start thinking about oh I'm going who will I give the money to and what will I buy and what will I do with the money. And to me, with a lottery ticket at least, that's what you're paying for. It's like, all right, let me just have a fucking fantasy yes. for a night. It's worth it. That's $2 how I feel about gambling, about like at the this.
0: casino. I'm like, I'm not here. Like if I win stuff, that's a bonus. I'm willing to pay this much to have this time here.
1: People know you get attached yeah. to the homes. So
0: Give us your it, best and, and biggest offer. Did they really say the, the words like yes. that? God, yes. That's 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 kind of ballsy and fucked up.
1: There was one place where they had uh, the agent had said they're thinking about putting a stackable washer and dryer in, and that was one of the apartments where they asked for the biggest and best offer. And I said okay, and I did some math about what the price. Of laundry would Mm. cost going out of house like to a laundromat especially if you don't do it yourself and you just send it in for a wash and fold what that would cost and i said okay well you take that you factor that in and then this would be a savings because you wouldn't have to do that anymore so i could just pretend that there's no savings and add that cost on and that's what i would do if they put the washer and dryer and if they promise to do that (laughs) which again (laughs) immediately these landlords don't like having terms dictated to them how dare you you renter how dare you dictate terms to me i'm the one with the power here and who fucking knows what the person paid i wish i could see what they you ended can. Up can't can you see it on apartment. zillow no i don't think i don't think you can street easy
0: street easy is
1: uh that's one of the big sites here in new york but what it usually shows is what it was listed for, mm-hmm. and then it'll say rented, but it doesn't show like the, the cost that was negotiated, oh okay, whatever the people settled on so I'd be curious and this people and the apartment honestly wasn't that good i I liked it, but I also it's weird, I don't even know why. I applied ultimately because in the back of my mind, it's like, well, it's nice, but it's kind of small. It's a two bedroom, which is cool. And uh, a two bedroom mm-hmm. would be nice. That was about the extent of my thought. And then, <laughs> well, you try something, that, right?
0: You're like, well, especially once you maybe at first you're more discerning, but then once you are really looking, you're starting to cast a wider and wider net. So I'm sure you're just like, well, I'll try this.
1: Well, you do get to the point where it's like, I got to find a place in the competition. Right. Yeah. You're like, well, I, I applied and it's kind of a game at that point. Will I get it? Will it be mine? Will I lose out? I mean, there was one landlord. We had to have an interview with him. And it's probably an apartment that wouldn't have been so great to live in with two people. It was cool. It had a lot of old fixtures like the, 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 um, crown molding and shit Mm -hmm. like that had a stained glass window It had an Mm -hmm. outdoor deck space but the layout didn't offer much privacy and i was charmed by the place like even just walking into the Mm. building it was really beautiful
0: Uh, so then you liked it and
1: like an old it was like an old brownstone in park slope and like this is nice but then we had to meet with the landlord and sit there and he interviewed us and the truth is i wanted to get the apartment and i was bummed when we didn't but you look back on it and you think i you know i dodged a bullet one the layout wasn't the best didn't offer much privacy and a landlord who lives close enough and is that involved is probably not a landlord you want because they're going to be in your business all the time whereas my landlord now lives in the front building but He apologizes when his kids want to have their birthday party in the courtyard area in the grass. I'm like, hey, it's your place. (laughs) I don't give a shit. Have a party. That's sweet. But, you know, he tries to respect people's privacy where this guy, this guy's like, I grew up in this building. I was like, okay, it's your childhood home. That should be a fucking huge red flag. It's like, I don't I don't I don't want to live here because (laughs) my childhood home. I moved, but uh, we still have it in the family, and I am the person tasked with maintaining it. And he's probably there every fucking day doing unannounced (laughs) tours to make sure you're taking care of the fucking (laughs) place. Hello,
0: comes in. Hello, hi. But your mind changes. Some some, uh, pest control I need to work on in here.
1: (laughs) Something changes in your mind, though. Does it become competitive, or you start? uh, You know, you are taken with certain aspects. And that huge glaring red flag right in my face, the fact that he called us in for a sit-down interview at the real estate agent's office. Yeah.
0: I I could imagine that if you were renting a part of a, you know what I mean, like a a wing of a house or something. You know, because it's like, oh, you're living in my space. This is, However, you can't treat somebody like they're either a tenant or they're not.
1: There was a really, really giant, nice apartment like that, meaning-
0: Like you could rent a space in it?
1: It was private to the extent. It was the whole top floor of this Uh building, another another brownstone. And there were two bedrooms, but like a a dining room, a living room. Um, It was just huge. And when you went into these rooms, you could close the doors and lock them but there was technically no front door and the rest I mean, of the building I mean you mean like no
0: private front door
1: There was a there's a front door to the right. building but the owners lived on the first floor and had like space on the second floor and they had their own front door within the building so they were in a self-contained uh-huh. apartment and they you know the the agents pushing is like well you know they're not ever going to come up here but it's like but they could right. they could come up and there's no front door to this place like I could go in my bedroom and lock that but them just leaving the house for example if your doors were you would hear them because it's it's open I know I don't maybe it's hard to get it it. there's no fucking front door to the apartment it was just a bunch of rooms on the top floor which was huge and priced reasonably because of that Mm -hmm. because who wants to live like that they were having real trouble renting it out before I guess a single mom and her son lived there and that makes sense if the landlord who lives there isn't nosy, I see how it could work. But for me, it's like, nah, I want, I want space. Yeah. I need to have like my literal private space that you can't just come waltzing into. Very strange. And they didn't seem interested in talking to anyone. They just wanted to rent it, even though- <laughs> Even though they're even though, way closer. Yeah. My
0: child childhood home. I need you to take care of it like I would. There's this place. Deal there's a, it. It's twenty six hundred a month. Renting. I can't afford that by myself.
1: Yeah. No. What's your sal- your salary? Is like the average. Yeah.
0: It's a li- Yeah. The average. Yeah.
1: The average salary doesn't get people shit. <laughs> yeah.
0: It's a really high salary. I feel.
1: I don't know how anyone fucking survives. I really do yeah. not.
0: It would be sixteen, no, thirteen hundred a paycheck. I'd have to put aside just for rent.
1: Yeah, it's probably most of your paycheck. Well,
0: yeah, that's yeah. I mean, it would be um. <laughs> that's like how much I put aside every paycheck for everything, you know, every time I get paid includes like saving for rent for all of the subscription things i have for um cell phone for
1: it's not it's not feasible no. in new york what is the percentage you're not supposed to go above for housing
0: oh yeah I don't know if it's 20% that is something
1: 30%, 30% 30 even seems high
0: housing costs in new
1: york in new york obviously the cost of living housing is higher and that percentage was always higher you could make arguments. Granted, I have a car now, but it's like, well, I offset some of the costs because I don't have a car. I'm not paying for the maintenance or the insurance or the gas. Uh, no payments on the car. So a little higher cost of living for my housing is okay. But my last apartment even, when I rented it, it was 1800 It stayed 1800 the whole time I lived there, but I started with a $75,000 a year salary. And I feel like it was one whole paycheck, so like 50% of my right. pay. Or maybe almost the one whole paycheck. And then I was like an extra 200. I think that's what it was. One paycheck. And then I had like an extra $250 on that paycheck after taxes. And then another paycheck would come in uh, that I had to use for the rest of the expenses. And I could make it work. I wasn't saving too much. But it fucking sucks when most of your paycheck goes to rent. To housing. It's like, oh, fuck. Because you get this. And you're like, oh, all this money. Oh, no, just kidding. (laughs) Sucks.
0: Yeah, I don't know what I'm gonna do eventually once the kids really do need their separate space. Like,
1: you're gonna move into the. I know. Living room I thought. I thought about that. like,
0: maybe I could make something happen in the dining room and like make somehow wall that off and make it some kind of room for Pete. <laughs> I don't know.
1: <laughs> That's what people end up doing. The fact that you even have a dining room to possibly do that in is a, a yeah. thing. I, I've seen families in studio apartments with two bunk beds, a mom with three kids. Sure. I don't know how they do it.
0: I mean, just having a boy, and a, like if it was two girls, I just like you guys, just gonna have to fight it out in the same room forever. But a boy and a girl, and I mean, my parents live very close, their dad lives really close. I maybe it won't be too much of an issue. You know, like, they they have their separate rooms at Travis's. So maybe just here they won't have separate space. And
1: Well, at some point they'll say, I don't want to sleep over there. I'm just going to go to my room. They'll come hang out. And then when it's time, to when they're teenagers, and they'll go walk back. I mean,
0: and I'm fine with that. As long as we spend quality time together. It doesn't necessarily, you know, neither Travis nor I care about, like, we're not, like, counting the days. Like, this is 50%. This is 48%. It's fine. They can just... Exist. So maybe it won't be a big deal. And I'll just, rent just find some rich dude. Find a rich dude? Find
1: a rich dude. <laughs> or just find someone who has money and you can split the costs.
0: Oh, like he would pay for my place?
1: No, I just mean <laughs> everyone says find a rich person, but you could find a person who has a normal job and then you combine the salaries. Oh, and then you, yeah.
0: yeah, but then we'd have to live together.
1: <laughs> sure. Which I, maybe, I mean, maybe. At some maybe-, point.
0: maybe- it's so hard once you've lived alone you know like oh no
1: Look, I lived alone for a very long time
0: but you you never you well okay yeah I know I just wonder if it's if it's different from uh never having lived with someone and then living with someone versus living with someone and then going to your own space and like spreading out and being like oh I don't know if I can give this up
1: well, you never experienced it. You had never had the opportunity. I
0: just, did for like six months, the, <laughs> which I loved. Glory, I loved it. Yeah. The, and then the the I was like, glory "JK, of alone. let's move in with Trey Ray." <laughs> but then I got just to live in Zoffyville, which was a, a an opportunity I would I wouldn't give up. I wouldn't go back and stay just for.
1: Could have lived there alone. Rent there was like five hundred dollars.
0: It was less than that. Oh no, you're t- yeah, yeah yeah you're right you're right you're right.
1: You didn't need to live with someone to live in Zafi. It was six
0: twenty-five a month when Travis and I first were there, and then because we had Ellie, Zafi kicked out this guy that was like just kind of squatting in the weird bottom part of the house next door. Uh, kicked him out, put in washers and dryers in there for our baby, and then we paid seven twenty-five instead. <laughs> oh, that's yeah. nice.
1: And then he sold the property on 13th Street in Midtown Atlanta for God, God knows
0: so Now no.
1: All because he was right place, right time and could buy a shit. Look, there were many years, I'm sure, decades of like, what the fuck? I have this apartment. But if you're willing to put in the time, well, it doesn't exist anymore, but there was a time when you could buy in a neighborhood. I don't even know what Midtown was like in the 80s. Yeah, I don't know. But you buy an apartment complex on 13th Street in Midtown Atlanta for I don't know what he paid. I have to assume it was like a couple hundred thousand at most. Which you also, you're trying to do research on this. Yeah. You also have to, you know, figure out what the spending power of that was. Right, yeah. 1980 or something. (laughs) But, you know, there was all these brownstones that people sell for millions and millions now. And their stories, it's like, man, you couldn't get people to buy them in Park Slub, which is a very nice neighborhood. And when they were buying them, they were buying them for like 20000 $30,000 $30,000 in the late 70s and it's like okay sure if you do some math then that puts it up to like a few hundred thousand but it's totally worth the investment when you're you could now sell it for a few million right. dollars
0: well isn't it Um, I was saying that in Baltimore uh, you pass by all these dilapidated townhomes and you can buy them for like 10 grand and I was like what if I just bought one and I would just sit on it and then somebody told me that's what all the rich assholes are doing. <laughs> and that's why they stay dilapidated because they're just buying them for an investment that one day, you know, someone will come well, and tear them all shitty. down and they'll they'll get the money for it. That's shitty. Yeah. But I was like, that was my idea. I feel like, like not saying it, I not feel saying like I'm the should... first. I'm saying that like I had the shitty idea also.
1: I think it's shitty if you want to buy it just to sit on it and leave it dilapidated.
0: Yeah. Which is what I would I do. like the
1: idea of getting I like the idea of getting something It's like, all right, now I got to fix this up. And I want to help re- rehabilitate this neighborhood and make it a nice place again. But people who contribute to those neighborhoods that are just boarded yeah.
0: up. Oh, it's so crumbling. sad. Fuck
1: you. Fuck you. Well,
0: once he so- once he told me that, I was like, oh. So it's not like I would it's it, like sh- once you know that you should say, oh, OK, then I shouldn't do that versus like fuck it I don't care do. fuck these people
1: That is a shitty thing to do I have to go I just got oh. a, an alert for a meeting in oh, one okay.
0: minute
1: <laughs> I uh I guess I knew that was happening did I know that was That's happening why? We're anyway, at,
0: like, an hour
1: here's the uh this this um time and place of the show will be known as the mobile phone theme days or something okay. there's gotta be a better <laughs> yeah. name <laughs> when people talk about this show and they break it down and analyze it, they're like, yeah, there was that stretch in late 2023 no where-
0: intro.
1: No intro music would come in. And when the intro was played, it was played off of a phone. Man. I don't know what was going on Greg's, then.
0: Uh, Mike was poor. <laughs> Thank you, everybody. Thanks. Thanks for listening. I hope you live in a house that you love. Love you. Bye.
1: Quick, right? <laughs>